thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said he'd be where we are. He would be where we are because he wants to be. He said when we gathered in his name that he'd be here among us. And I believe he wants to teach us stuff and show us how he feels today. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you that you're here and you want us to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And we just want to know and we want to feel it. We want to feel what you're feeling. We love you and praise you, and we're just ready for you right now. In your name we pray, amen. He's so good, and he's so in love with us. And this morning he was asking me to do, um, to tell you how he was showing me how he feels. And um, in this time, we know that his coming is short. If you're a Christian, then you know that, and you can feel what he's feeling. He said he would show us his thoughts and feelings. And so this may not come as a surprise to you, but um, he, is, he is showing me in Genesis how he felt before he flooded the earth. And it says in the Amplified Classic Bible in Genesis, 6 verse 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination and intention of all human thinking was only evil continually. And we can say that there's a lot of evil here and now. And um, Jesus is coming again, and then we're going to start all over again. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So, and the Lord regretted that he even made man on the earth, and he was grieved at heart. Now, even though he regretted he made man, um, I think it was worth it to him, although we seem to be a lot of trouble. And, but he loves us, and he wants us to get it, which is why he isn't here yet. He's, he told me he's grieving, that it, it saddens him that he has to start over again. But he has to do it because of all the evil in the world. So the Lord said, verse 7, I will destroy, I will blot out and wipe away mankind whom I have created from the face of the ground, not only man, but the beasts and the creeping things and the birds of the air, for it grieves me and makes me regretful that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we know it says, that this is a history of the generations of Noah and the righteous men, blameless his, in his evil generation. Noah walked in habitually in fellowship with God. And that's what God wants to talk about. You know, he wants us to know that he desires for us to have fellowship with him. Um, I want to give you an example of a relationship with him so that to compare it to a relationship with someone else so that we can know how real he is. You know, we so often look to him as someone we just go to and he's higher and he is higher, but he still wants that intimate relationship with him, wants us to have that intimate relationship with him where we can feel his feelings. You know, so often we run to him and we pour out our heart and it's a good thing, but how is God feeling now? You know, how does he feel and can he pour his heart out to you? And um, example I want to give you, I thought about this this morning. I had a very close relationship with my mom. And um, 
I could go to her and just fall apart anytime. I wouldn't even have to say a word. All I'd have to do is run to her and her arms would be open. She would have empathy for me. She would just embrace me. I wouldn't even have to tell her what's wrong and she's already having compassion for me. And God is exactly the same way. And so, you know, um, after she embraces me, she might ask me what's wrong and, and then she would do what she could to fix whatever was going on. And God is the same way. We can go to him and he can have compassion for us and we can feel his love. We might not feel his physical arms exactly the way you would feel um, with someone that is right there, but he has that much compassion for us. But I feel like what he's saying is, what makes him any different? Why can't we have compassion for him? Why, why can't we see him as needing us as much as we need him? And, you know, with Easter coming up, think about how he's feeling when we celebrate bunnies, when we celebrate, you know, maybe that won't be happening this year, but when we celebrate something other than him and we don't have compassion for him or have any idea that that grieves him, that he he's appalled by that, that we would take that time and worship bunnies and candy and Easter egg hunts and, and teaching our kids to have little gods before him. And they have no idea they're worshiping little gods. They grow up learning that from the adults. We who should know better. If we call ourselves Christians, then really, then we should know his heart. We should know how he's feeling. We should know him, but really we don't. So the reason we don't know how God feels, the reason we, we don't have that compassion for him that he has for us is because we don't know him very well. We sometimes know of him, but we don't know him. And we get caught up in the busyness of life and think that we don't have time for him when he is the very thing that we need. And now in this time where we have time is a really good time for you, if you haven't, to take some extra time. This is extra time for you. He uses what the enemy meant for your harm, and I believe he's using this time for us to get to know him, find out how he's feeling, have compassion for him. If you sit with him and he shares his feelings with you, how awesome is that? I think it's amazing. And, you know, he needs us. He created man because he wanted fellowship with us. He said, let's create man in our likeness. How awesome is that? And so is it right to ignore him and not to have compassion for him? Is it right to celebrate Easter bunnies and um, candy and have hunt, Easter egg hunts on the day that we should be celebrating what he did for us? where we could be having compassion for him, for what he did. Be thankful for what he did for us. He gave his life for us so that we could live with him for eternity. He said, Father, I'll go. I'll show them who you are. I will show them who you are. And he came and he loved us 
And then he gave up his life for us. He said, I have the power to pick it up or lay it down, and he chose to lay it down. He chose to do that. He chose to do that. I always think about, if you've seen The Passion, always think about where um, he fell and, and Mary came running to him. And he said, Mother, I make all things new again. That's what he was doing. He made all things new, and and we're, we're celebrating an Easter bunny and Easter eggs and and candy and teaching our kids and teaching the lost that um, that that's what it's about. We're not teaching them Jesus. And so often um, churches raise money to buy all these Easter eggs and to have a hunt, Easter egg hunt, and um, to bribe people to come to church, but maybe don't realize the confusing message that they're giving. And um, if Jesus would, was here, do you think he might be turning the tables? I think he might be. It's a house of prayer. It's a house of worship. It has nothing to do with eggs or bunnies. And I want to tell you that it detests him. It makes him sick. We don't have time for him, but we have time to celebrate those silly things that are superficial. It has nothing, they have nothing to do with his resurrection. He gave up his life. He laid it down so you could have eternal life. He took stripes for your healing. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He did that for us. And that's what we need to be teaching our kids. He said, bring the children to me. Let the little children come to me. And we're taking away from that. And he said, if you lead them astray, you're better off hanging a stone around your neck and drowning yourself. So think about what God is going through and what he's feeling today. That's the message that I have for you. Think about what he's going through. Think about how it grieves him to start over again. Think about that. And the story of Noah, he said he was grieved. In Genesis 7, I want to read to you, verse starting with verse 24, God destroyed, he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the earth. Man and animals and the creeping things and the birds of the heavens were destroyed, blotted out from the land. Only Noah remained alive and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed mightily upon the earth and land for 150 days, for five months. And then in chapter 8, it's then God earnestly remembered Noah and every little thing and all, every living thing and the animals that were with him on the ark. And he made a wind blow over the land and the waters sank down and abated. You get that? He grieved for five months. He was so sorry that he had to do that. And Jesus is coming and he's grieving ahead of time of the things that are to come, the things that he has to do. And, you know, during this time that we're at home, I just want to encourage you, get to know him. Take some time and seek him. Seek him as vital necessity because he is a vital necessity. He is what you need right here and right now. And so it doesn't look like we're going anywhere on Easter. 
And so you can have your own Easter. You can worship the Lord in your home. Worship Him. Seek Him. Go after Him. He's His Word. Read the Word. Find out about Him. Find out about, learn about Him and decide where do you want to spend your eternity because there's not much time left to figure that out. If you don't know Him, if you don't serve Him, if you don't have conversation with Him, then um, it, it's a good time to start doing that. If you already know Him and, and you already have the knowing of um, Him coming and you're right with Him and you have conversation with Him every day, then praise the Lord and go and share it wherever you can and be prepared to stand before Him. We, we talked about um, being that Christian, that disciple that does that greater work, and the greater work is your assignment while you're here. So maybe that's how far you are and you don't know your assignment to find out. There's still time, I believe. There's still time to get it together. Seek Him and you will find Him. Jesus said, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. And so you want to do that and you want to find out. He's going to give you a list. When you start listening to Him every day, if you haven't before, He's going to give you a list of things to do. If you're seeking and knocking every day and wanting correction, wanting that relationship with Him, then He's going to show you the way. And the reason I say correction is because we got to get lined up on that narrow path that leads to eternity, and that takes correction. Just like you correct your kids, you love them, and so you want them to know truth, and you want their future to be well, and that's what God wants for you. And that's why he's grieving, because so many people have put him aside. The very one we should be turning to, we put him aside. And, and um, he has good for us. He's in love with us, but he has to get rid of the evil on the earth. And we know that there's a lot of evil on the earth. There's a lot of things going on that are um, out of control, and he needs to do something. I don't know when he's coming. I don't know the hour of the day. But I do know that he showed me he's coming, and he's asked me to tell that he's coming, and he's asking us to prepare the way for him. So if you don't know how to do that, get on your knees and find out. You will see, when you seek him, you will find him. That's a promise. Everything that he's going to do is in the Word of God already. Everything you need to know is in his Word. John 1.1 1, 1 says he is his word. So get to know the word of God. Start in the New Testament. Read the book of Revelation so you know what's coming, so you know what's up. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. If you're here when he comes, then um, there's going to be a lot of things going on that you need to know about. If you leave here before he gets here, you still have to stand before him. And so get ready. He is coming. And um, I just want you to know again that he's grieving. He's sad. It's not his will that one should perish. And so we got to go after him. You got to seek him. Find him so that you can live with him for eternity. So you can please him. It's impossible to please him without faith. And just going after him alone is faith in him. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, He is knocking at the door of your heart. I'm still prompted to read that. 
He's knocking at the door of your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he will eat with me. He who overcomes, who is victorious, I will grant him to sit beside me on my throne, and I myself overcome, was victorious, and sat down beside my father at his throne. He is able to hear, let him listen to, and heed the Holy Spirit saying to the, to the churches. Um, verse 19, I'm going to read to you. Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell them their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chastise. And he's doing that today. He's telling us our faults because he loves us and he wants us to know the truth. I discipline and instruct them. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and attitude. So we need to do, change your mind, change your attitude, come in agreement with him. When you're in agreement with him, that means you believe. So many people say a prayer because of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I want you to know that believing in him is an action and it's bowing down to him. It's coming in agreement with him. It's caring about what he cares about. That's what he said today. He said, tell my people I want them to care about what I care about. Don't seek his hand. Seek his face. Find out who he is. Have compassion for him. Have understanding. Get to know him. He wants you to care about what he cares about. He wants you to care about what he cares about, just like you want him to care about what you care about. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. And he's knocking at the door of your heart if you never asked him to come in. He's asking you to let him in. Will you let him in? Will you invite him? I'm going to say a prayer with you. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in. I always like to um, inform people that when he was here, when Jesus was here, and he left, the disciples, they were so in love with him, and he was telling him them he was going to go. And they were already grieving. And he said, don't worry. He said, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. My Father is going to send the Holy Spirit. And so that's what happens when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit comes, and he lives on the inside of you. And it's just God on the inside of you for whatever your needs are. He's there all the time. He never leaves you or forsake you. Forsakes you. If if he's quiet, it's because you've gotten distracted. You turned away from him. And then he'll still keep prompting you. He's prompting you today through me. He's saying, Come to me, all who have are weary and heavy heavy laden. I will give you rest. All you have to do is hang on to my hand. Trust me. I'm here for you all the time. So in love with you. I noticed when um I noticed how much he loved us when I started working for him, when I started doing these videos. He just kept sharing his heart with me and asking me to share that with you. He's reaching out to you. So if you're thinking, well, God hasn't reached out to me, of course he has. He gave his son for you. Jesus came. And if you believe that, if you believe he got on the cross for you, he died for your sins so that you could be right with a father, so you could have eternal life. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He did, all, he, he did all that for you. He took your pain for you, your sorrow. He, he took stripes so that you could be healed. And when you believe that, that will manifest in your life.
So let's say that prayer. Say it with me. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for what you did for us. And we're asking that you would just receive us, that you would come and live on the inside of us and be that faithful God that your word says that you are. We thank you that you are faithful, you are good, and you are in love with us, and that's why you came. And we realize that it's not your will that one should perish and that you are grieving, and we just want to be a part of the answer. We want to go for you, even in this little time we have left. Show us what to do, where to go, what we should say. Help us to be your 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 voice, your feet, your hands. Show us what you want us to do. Grow us up quickly. We commit to you. We love you and praise you. In your name we pray, amen. He is so faithful, and I like to pray, Lord, help me be as faithful to you as you are to me. And you know how that faithfulness happens is as you get to know him. As you get to know him and you're feeling how he's feeling and He's sharing his feelings with you, and he, he shares your feeling, his feelings with you because he knows you care. And so if he knows you care, he's going to start showing how he feels. He's going to start showing you his emotions, just like in any other relationship like we talked about. I know my mom cared about me, and so I was just ready to lay it all down and and get that compassion I needed and and the same same is for God. He's going to start showing himself to the person that gives him the time of day. The person that takes time to get to know him. The person that cares about what he cares about. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And he's going to start showing you things you hadn't seen before. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer for the first time, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And if I inspired you in any way, I would love it as well. If you let me know. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening.